KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. So the election is over. I know we still seem to talk about it a lot, but it has passed. And a lot of people have seen relationships strained because of political differences over the last few years, as we seemed to be surrounded 24-7 by political news and noise. Now, maybe you learned something about what someone close to you believes that has changed how you look at them now. Maybe politics has actually driven a wedge in a really important relationship. So what do you do? How do you approach it? How do you try to deal? For some insight, we reached out to Dr. Nina Mendez. She is an assistant professor of psychology at LaSalle University. Really interesting conversation. Give a listen. So with the election in the rearview mirror now, obviously we've had a lot of relationships that have been uh, strained, maybe in some cases severed because of differences in political beliefs and the rhetoric has been so over the top this year as compared to to years past. How do you find common ground with someone you love or someone that's been a big part of your life, but you learn, you've learned over the last year or so that some of their fundamental beliefs are at the opposite end of yours? Mm, That's a really good question. Well, I think the common ground could be that we will agree to disagree. And I realize that that sounds uh, very simple, but can be very complex as well when it comes to relationships. I think the problem with political arguments is that most of us step into those arguments wanting to change the mind of the person on the other end. Um, You need to come to my side. You need to think like me. Um, And it makes sense because disagreements about politics can feel like a direct attack on a person, right? Um, Their safety, their freedoms, their rights as humans, and more specifically, their rights as an American. Um, But that's not going to create a space where you can coexist with someone who has different political beliefs than you. I think sometimes we have to just put it out there that political conversations won't work well in our relationships, and that's okay. Uh, So maybe it's best to not bring it up in our conversations. I think setting boundaries is really critical. Um, But it has to be a mutual understanding of those boundaries. Uh, We can agree to not go there, for example. We can have that conversation with one another that says, I understand that you have a different political belief than me, um, and that's okay. We can agree to disagree, but in order for us to maintain our relationships, perhaps we shouldn't talk about it together. And to me, I think that's okay. How much do you think having the election behind us uh, will help the healing process, just not in the idea that it's going to be, although it still at times feels like it, it's not going to be front and center every Mm -hmm. day? Yeah. Well, I think the presidential election, um, more specifically, being in the rearview mirror, as you said, I think is definitely going to help the healing process. But healing takes time. It's a process in general. Some people were really happy with the results and some people were not. I think the last time I looked at the election numbers, it was like 81 million people voted for President-elect Biden and over 74 million people voted for President Trump. So to think that 74 million people are just going to be, okay, I'm fine now, let's move on, I think is going to be a disservice to us. And now why I think that the election being over again is is the starting point to the healing process, it's really going to take some time. And again, I think if we can begin to think about what makes us the same rather than what makes us different, I definitely think that that could accelerate the healing process. 
I think, you know, not a lot of good has come out of this global pandemic that we're experiencing as a world. But I do hope that it definitely has provided some different outlook or a different perspective about how fragile life is, how quickly we can lose ones that we love. So I hope that, you know, if we can, as a nation, begin to look beyond what our different political beliefs are and more about what makes us alike rather than what makes us different, I definitely think that that could accelerate the healing process related to political beliefs. There are a lot of people, and I've heard this anecdotally, and I've experienced this not with anyone kind of in my closest circle, but uh, some people I've known for years or whatever. Can you, is it healthy to compartmentalize a relationship where you've learned that you fundamentally disagree with someone on core values? And I'm not talking like tax policy, but, you know, really important stuff. But... They've also been an important part of your life, whether it was your childhood or at work or whatever. Is that healthy to try to put that aside? Should you put it aside? How do you kind of balance that? Well, I think the first thing is that we have to acknowledge that disagreeing with somebody related to politics doesn't make them any less valuable in your life, right? Um, I think the love and the dedication that you have to that person really needs to be the motivator for having healthy disagreements. Um, And this would include things like active listening. I think when it comes to politics, we get so heated and so charged when we have these conversations that when we're talking with people that we love or people in our circle, we're listening just to respond. Um, And I think what we should try to do is just listen to one another. Think about what makes us more alike than what makes us different. We as humans in general just wanna feel validated even if we disagree with somebody. It makes sense why this is a hard conversation when it comes to politics, because again, people are so incredibly passionate about it. But when it comes to compartmentalization, I think the key really is setting boundaries. Maybe in order to save our relationship, we put on the table that we won't talk about politics. Remembering what connects us rather than what disconnects us again. Remembering what we love about each other, what we love about that person, and trying to avoid a person's political beliefs being their defining characteristic of who they are. Maybe we can't talk about politics, but there are other things that we can talk about. We can talk about, you know, what Netflix series is worth binge watching or whether or not Hertz or Wentz should be the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, there are a number of different things that bring connection to one another rather than disconnection. And if politics is one that disconnects you from somebody that you love or somebody that you care about, I think it's perfectly reasonable to say We're not going to talk about this when we're together and thinking and reflecting on those family members that, you know, you can have um, uh, healthy disagreements or conversations related to politics and those who you cannot. And that doesn't make any one person better than the other. It just means that we have different types of relationships in our lives. And it's perfectly okay to say, here are the people that I know I can have conversations with politics about. And here are the people where if I want to maintain that relationship, I have to keep politics off the table and that's okay. Is there a time though, where you have to walk away? Should mm-hmm. you do that or should you keep trying, but, or, or does it hit a point? And when I talk, I'm talking obviously very close relationships. This is right. child, right. parent, you know, sibling, mm-hmm. husband, wife, stuff like that. Can it get to that point where the only answer really is to just cut that person out? 
I think that's a really, really difficult question. Um, I think there are some topics that are lines in the sand for people, right? Where, you know, we have a relationship, but if you cross this line, that's kind of it for me. Um, I will say this question comes up a lot in my clinical practice, and I always encourage clients to think about what it would cost to sever that relationship, um, to walk that road of cutoff and decide what is more healthy or beneficial to you. And I know that that sounds very easy when you're thinking about, oh, okay, I'll just cut them off. But when it's somebody so incredibly close to you, like you mentioned, a husband or a wife, it's not that easy. Um, but what I, I mean, and the thing is, I'm a therapist. I'm in the business of healing relationships, right? Um, that's what we do. That's what we try to do. But healing doesn't always mean that everything is wonderful and honky-dory and we're going to agree and ride off into the sunset. That's not how it always looks. So I always encourage my clients to um, try to explore other options other than cutoff, obviously. Some people, and I find this out um, in my clinical work, where some people will actually explore cutting off close personal relationships without trying other means of getting along with one another. So having those conversations about boundaries, um, active listening with one another, like they skipped over all of that and would say, oh, I have to cut this person out of my life. So what I would encourage people to do is, of course, there are times when cutoff is healing for you. Um, but did we put the work in together in terms of our relationship? Did we try to have that conversation where we said, we're going to agree to disagree? Um, what are some other, some of the other things that we could talk about other than politics in order to make sure that we can have this close relationship since we do love and want to stay connected to one another? I've been lucky that I haven't had any friction like this with people close to me. What I've noticed is a lot of people who I would have, uh, you know, you'd run into once every three months at the grocery store and you just enjoyed a silly conversation or talking about the Phillies or some memory from growing up. And that was the extent, but it was always a net positive. And over the years, you know, as how social media is, you almost can't help but learn more about that person than maybe you do. And it's taken a lot of those, I don't know if chance is the word, but chance meetings and chance uh, relationships and kind of soured them for me because I know things about them that I would never ask from a political standpoint. And I don't care, but you kind of get hit over the head with it where it kind of twists everything you enjoyed about running into that person. How do you... I don't know if save is the word, but what do you do in, in a situation like that? Because this person's not a big part of my life, but mm -hmm. it was someone I always kind of enjoyed running into and hanging out. And now that's gone for me. Mm -hmm. And it, are you saying it comes from seeing their social media or when you're interacting with them in person? No, it's when you're social media. And it's yeah. you, you, I've learned things that I would have never asked or cared. But now that I know it, Right. It's stuck Hard there. Forget it, right? And it's the first thing I think of when I run into this person at the post office. And I hate that, but I don't know how to stop that. Yeah. And it's hard when, again, when it comes to something like politics, where we tend to be very passionate about it. Right. And, and I realize that, again, this is going to sound very simple, but I realize it's very difficult um, in practice. But what we have to try to do is remember the other aspects of that person rather than what their political beliefs are. And I realize that, you know, this it's incredibly difficult when you have it on social media every five minutes. And I will say uh, I've used the hide button pretty often in my life for this very reason, because I I find that if I'm constantly exposed to a person's political beliefs, whether they're the same or different than mine, it kind of takes over the other aspects of who they are, right? So what I've tried to do is 
one, I've tried to model um, not posting social media on my own accounts, right? Because I'm trying to say, hey, if I don't want people to constantly post their political beliefs and I want to see the other good stuff, right, I'm going to do the same thing. But the other thing is I, I definitely use the hide button to make sure that how I view that person is not clouded by what they post on social media. But I, I'd make an active decision in my life to not let a person's political belief be their defining characteristic, because that's just one facet of who we are. So I try to remember the childhood memories that I have with that person, the fun things that we did together. And I really do actively try to make sure that those things outweigh their political beliefs and how often they post it on social media. So when I see them in person, I make sure I don't talk about um, politics. I bring up the memories that we had as children together. Um, I try to really just make a clear decision that I'm going to give those things more weight than a person's political political beliefs. Is it normal, and I almost feel like I'm in a session with you, <laughs> that the first... <laughs> Is it something with how I'm approaching it that the first thing that comes to my mind or is that political belief? Am I, it's almost reflexive. Is, is that wrong? I think you should give yourself some credit because I think we're living in a world where that is constantly being thrown in our faces. Someone's political beliefs, someone's political values. I mean, you can't turn on the TV without seeing conversations about the presidential election or seeing flyers posted up or what people post on their social media pages. And we know we use social media at astronomical rates, right? Um, So I would give yourself a little bit of credit because while you may... um, um, say to yourself, this isn't, some, this isn't something I want to focus on. It is being thrown at you. <laughs> so that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is I think that um, we as a society just try to, we, we want to hope that this will just go away, right? Where we will live in a society where it's not all about politics and that we're remembering the other things um, in terms of what connects us. But we have to, again, make an active decision to give more weight to some things versus other things. So when you have that knee-jerk reaction to remember what that person posted on social media, I would say to you, try to reflect and think in that moment, those other memories that you have about that person. Like, hey, remember that time when we were playing roller hockey on the street and, you know, we ran out or, or I beat you by five, whatever it may be. But giving those things more weight and having and, and being purposeful in that and doing that over time will make it a lot easier. From your standpoint, is this one of the biggest challenges you're you're going to be dealing with from the the therapist, from the mental health standpoint for the foreseeable future? Yeah. I mean, I think that even right now with the election quote being over, right. Cause it's definitely not over. I mean, we are still living and breathing this election and it's everywhere that we go. Even now um, clients are constantly bringing up um, politics and challenges of politics, fears about what's going to happen to them, challenges that they're having in their personal relationships. You know, how can I love this person in my life who has a completely different moral standard or value than I do? Like, how can we stay connected even though we think so differently? And I think it's also a bit of a shock um, because we tend to think that people that we love and that we're connected to probably have the same thoughts and feelings as us. But the reality is, is I think that we're living in a world where it's like, that's not necessarily true. Um, So I definitely think that I don't see this going away in terms of my work as a therapist, because I think that we will still deal with 
everything related to the election and what's happening politically for a long time, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, I hope that people do see therapy as an outlet to really think um, and process what it's like to love people who think differently than you, particularly when it's related to things like morals and values. But I definitely see this being a huge part of what I think therapists in general are going to experience, people bringing up these challenges that they're facing in their relationships related to politics. And my final question, how much easier would your life be if social media went away today? (laughs) Seriously. I mean, how much of It's a good question. Because when I talk about a lot of these relationships, these people, I would I had no interest in how they voted, what they thought before, and I never would have asked. But because of social media, it's become front and center. Yeah, I think you know it's such a difficult question because I think we're living in a world of oversharing. I will say that. But then I I think about how much value social media has, too, because I think it's important to acknowledge those things. I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, um, the people who live overseas, for example, who are serving our country, who use social media to stay connected to their families. Right. There's so much value in that. It's where time and 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 location doesn't really mean anything anymore because we can always stay connected. But the flip side of that is, I think, what we're seeing now, where you want to go on social media to stay connected to, uh, you know, family or people who live in different parts of the world or even just people that you grew up with that you no longer see. You want to stay connected to them and you want to share memories with them. But then you log on social media and it's just a bunch of um, hate sometimes. I mean, putting it very bluntly. I mean, sometimes people are just sharing very hateful messages, things that you disagree with, and even, you know, things that you agree with, but you're just tired of seeing, right? Um, so while I think that when it comes to political, people being politically charged and people arguing and people feeling disconnected from others, oddly, I think social media going away could probably help, but I think we would lose some other aspects of the value of social media in terms of staying connected when we're having valuable relationships that happen to be on the internet. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.